Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Well, Luke Nation, Luca Nation, kick us off, Cage. We got another episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my, what's going I like on? When you say, I like when you yell out Luca Nation. Hopefully, our fans out there, you know, they they like that as a moniker. You know, hopefully, um, you know, you like being part of Luca Nation. Luca Nation has grown tremendously. We start off today; it's uh, it's month number two, and uh, you know, I like to take thirty seconds every time. You know, at the beginning of the episode, end of the episode, just to say thank you, thank you to everybody out there. The engagement's great. Um, you know, the amount of followers continue to grow up. The amount of listens every night um, goes up. I wake up every morning and I'm like, wow. So thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for, uh, you know, engaging with us, for commenting, for all of the messages. I still promise, even though there's a lot of them now, to, you know, respond to all of the people asking us for investment ideas, people asking us for, you know, a, a cheaper play compared to what we did. You know, hey, you, you picked a more expensive Acuna card. Can I go with this one? Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll, you know, we'll respond. So, you know, any questions you have, anything you need from us, go right ahead. Uh, fun you day. Know, fun you, day. Wake up, you wake up with um, a, a gratitude towards our fans. I wake up with a, a responsibility to find a winning play. I wake up oh, with all right. My goal, you know, my intention is to put money in your guys' pockets at the end of the day. You know, I, I track the plays that I've given. They're very important to me. It's important that Soto, Shaq, um, Betts, uh, Kobe. The Tyler Hero. <laughs> Tyler Hero. The plays that I give you make you money. <laughs> players I like. You guys know I, who I love. But at the end of the day, I don't think this is about me. I think it's about Luka Nation uh, and about putting more disposable income in their pockets so that they can – take care of their family so that they can reinvest in cards so that they could have a, a, an extra hundred bucks to take out a pretty girl on a date, whatever it is, whatever stage of life you're at, I want to make you guys money. And that's why I wake up early. I wake up at five 15 and I scour eBay. I see what's going on. I watch the games cause I really care. Uh, and I'll lead right into our pick and then we'll do a little recap of the first day of NBA playoffs yesterday uh, because it's freaking awesome. I gave you guys oh, yeah. play earlier in, um, maybe two, three weeks ago, he, he's a big man. He's a big man and has an even bigger brand. And, and the way I ask Cage is, Cage, who's the five biggest brands in the world right now? Oh, I remember this. We were talking about LeBron and Jordan, you name it. I actually guessed Shaq. So are we going back to Shaq? We're going to Shaq well again? We are. And the PSA 10 is starting to take off. The PSA 10 now on auction is closing well above 700 into the 800s. And, you know, some of these listings with these older vintage cards that have slightly lower pop. You know, so difference. before you jump on, you're talking about the 1992-93 Topps Shack base card white border. That's right. I'll get into that, okay. but that's exactly yep. right. Um, the white border 1992 Topps, uh, it's his rookie card. Um, and, and, you know, the PSA 10 is, is doubled since I've given it to you. I've gave it to you at right. 3400 Now it's at 750800 uh, And I'm looking, I'm like, I, I still think that has a ways to go, but I can't be asking our community to invest 800 bucks in a card. So I'm looking, and what's an alternate play? Uh, and I'll tell you what, what I think an alternate play is. Uh, and I'll actually lead into a conversation we had yesterday in our group chat. Uh, but it's playing Shaq 1992 Tops rookie card as a BGS play. So you can still get a BGS quad 9.5, uh, BGS 9.5 without the subgrades, because it was graded a little while ago, for 250 to 300. When the PSA 10 is at 800 and flying through the roof. Now, 
there is the question, is BGS as reputable as a company as PSA? Let's talk about that a little bit later because I know PSA has started to crack down on their grading. But I still think that's really, really cheap for a vintage play. Uh, and I do think Shaq is vintage. So I would gobble up those $299, $250 uh, Shaq tops 1992 with a BGS 9.5 grade. Nice. What are they selling for about? 250, 300, a quad 99 is listed at 399 or best offer. Wow. Well, I like to play. You know, I'm a huge Shaq fan. And it's funny because, you know, there's been a, a big vintage push. And there's also been a big modern push. And Shaq almost falls in the middle of that, right? I mean, it's not really vintage in the 90s, although, you know, it's soon going to be a 30 year old card. So I guess it's vintage. It's not exactly modern, right? Although Shaq played for a long time. But, you know, he's an all time great. Won a lot of titles, won a lot of, uh, you know, finals MVPs, and he's still out there, right? I think I saw a commercial yesterday for Shakaroni Pizza, right? <clears throat> so he's, st he's still there. I man. love when we go back and forth. This, you, you know, you always help me kind of – you bring out the best in me. Uh, and, and I'm I, still waiting I, for you I, to do that for me, bro. I'm still waiting for you to do that for me. I'm learning, man. I'm 30 years old, and I've got a lot to <laughs> learn. Uh, you, know, you learn more from your mistakes than you do your wins, and, and I'm learning oh, you should be a genius by now then. I feel, I feel like I'm uh, <laughs> closer and closer. But, what, but the point is, I think of Shaq as vintage because I would say 80% of the people that are investing in sports cards right now mm -hmm. have never seen Shaq play. <clears throat> wow. But at the same time, I would say <clears throat> a ton of Shaq highlights. And I think in today's world where it's very highlight heavy, Shaq bringing down uh, backboards, Shaq dunking on people, Shaq pushing over, was that like Bill Lambier or some other white big dude? Like, yeah, that's really Instagram-friendly highlights. So I think of Shaq as vintage, but he's still in zeitgeist. He's still in culture. He's still popular, and I think his popularity is even growing. It's funny because you're 100% right. I mean, it wasn't big then, but I can only imagine if Shaq was playing now. I mean, you know, there are – I can tell you because I was old enough to remember the craze. You know, the Zion craze with everybody chasing him now. The last time I saw that was 2003 when LeBron came, and everybody was chasing LeBron. It was a can't miss in 1992. You know, that was the same thing with basketball. You know, everybody's buying upper deck. Everybody's buying those tops packs. Everybody's trying to find Shaq. Um, and, yeah, it was must-see TV. So, I love the play. I'm a huge Shaq fan. I have a lot of money in Shaq cards because that was the first, you know, basketball card that I collected, the first guy that I was a, a big fan of. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think he's a lasting brand. I think he's somebody that uh, transcends the game. So, I love it. <clears throat> and I like the play, too, because I'm not a huge BGS fan, and we can get into that a little bit if you like. I think for resale value, PSA is great, but BGS 9.5 is better than a PSA 9. Yeah. And it sounds like you could buy the BGS 9.5 quads for about the price that you're going to pay for a PSA 9 now. So um, I expect that the BGS 9.5 prices just haven't caught up with the PSA 10s yet. And it's kind of what we talked about with that elasticity. It's not just PSA 10 to 9. It's also PSA 10 to the BGS 9.5. So it's a good play for many reasons. Yep. All right, so um, we have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. I'll, I'll give you my play now too, uh, but my play takes us into baseball. So why don't actually why don't we pause on it? Let's talk about basketball yesterday because right? we had some crazy games. We'll mm -hmm. talk about baseball and then we'll lead into my pick. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, let me just throw this out there, right? A couple things, and you can talk about any game you want. But I, I want to talk about the, the last game, the Dallas game. Do you know who in the history of the NBA has the most points scored in their first playoff appearance do you have any idea who that is the first time the person ever got into the playoffs in their first game scoring points you know who who holds that record gotta be wilt 
No, it's Luca with his 42-point performance last night. No one has ever scored more than Luca in their uh, – it was an NBA record he set. No one's ever scored more than 42 in their first playoff appearance. Yep. That's just another, just another thing for Luca. Just another fun Luca. What strikes me about Luca? so I, I, I knew he could score watching him, but I, I didn't get a chance to – okay, we're still recording. I didn't get a chance yep. to see him much during the season. And how he runs that offense, how under control he is, he's able – he's never out of control. Uh, and he could right. – every single play, every single step he takes, he has the option to pass out, to shoot, to pull up, to get to the rim. And that's an uncanny quality, right? Like you see so many people in the NBA, they're out of control with the ball. What he does, even when he's in the air, before he gets in the air, he has two, three options to pass to. So right. being able – like. That really changed, the, changed how I see him, um, him being able to not only score, not only put up 42 points, because uh, he does take some bad shots, but how he runs that offense, to me, it's, it's incredible. I think he's, he's a player that's going to be here for Yeah, us. we've talked about this, right? Because you, you were not sold on him, and, you know, you watch the game. So, and but now, I mean, if you watch, that's a playoff performance, right? And it's, you know, like, it's, a, it's an NBA record for a debut. For a playoff debut, 42 points, that sets a new NBA record, which is pretty amazing, right? Because – you know, we've always said, look, look out for this guy once he goes into the playoffs. His cards have run up so much, but they're going to continue to go up. I, I looked at a, a PSA 10 silver at auction with a day or two left. It was at $8,700. I mean, that's a $10,000 card, sir, which is amazing to think about how far that card has come. But we've talked about the other, the other you know, cards that will follow suit. But eventually, Luca's just separating himself from the pack. I mean, we talked about Trey. Trey's not playing in the playoffs, let alone scoring more points in their playoff debut than anyone ever has. But maybe next season, maybe that's a record for Trey to take a take a shot at. But that's not the biggest thing that I saw come out of the game last night. You know, I can't I can't miss an opportunity to take a shot at what some people consider the goat. But I loved that when um, when Kristaps got thrown out of the game, when when KP got tossed from the game, LeBron was immediately, uh, oh, that's terrible. Immediately commenting about how horrible that was. I think the biggest fan of the of the, the the Dallas Mavericks right now is not Mark Cuban. It's LeBron James. I think he showed he wants nothing to do with the Clippers. I think he's afraid of the Clippers. Um, and it just it was a you know it was it was an interesting glimpse and insight into the psyche of LeBron. What do you think? Do you think that Kawhi is even potentially underrated a little bit given his track record and what he's been able to do? He's amazingly he's an yes. He's an assassin. Yeah, Amazingly, yes. I think it's because he's not flashy. It's because he doesn't talk. You know, even when I see him in commercials, when I see him for his sneaker commercial, he doesn't even like say anything, really. You know, I mean, he's there. They got music in the background. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have the persona that, uh, you know, some of these other guys have. But yeah, I mean, look at his resume already. And he's young. You know, I mean, he's already finals MVP. You know, he's already won twice in different places. He didn't try to win uh, a third one. I mean, yeah. Amazingly, a guy who has a 2012 Prism rookie card that's worth, I don't know, four and change now, it's still undervalued. So, yeah, I think he is underrated. I do. Even when, even when the Mavs went up by, what was it, 16 or 14 or 12? I can't remember exactly. You guys got to remember, like, going up by 12 in the NBA isn't like going up by 12 in college. Like, these games go 130, 120. So, uh, just keep in mind that it's a really long game. Uh, yeah, 100%. I used to compare NBA games to college by minutes. Take a look at possessions. An NBA game is two to two and a half times longer than a college game in terms of possessions. Yeah, that's why they're scoring so much too. And, they, and they're good with their possessions. People don't waste possessions now. 
All right, so there's our basketball. Find out more basketball games today. We'll be able to talk about those. Probably get some, uh, one thing. You know, some picks on those. Boring. Yeah, please. So, yeah. No, we're all talking about Portland, 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 Dame, all that stuff. Do you guys see what a, just a good defense does to the Nets? <laughs> like, Toronto just – like, that. this is why I don't think Portland's going to beat the Lakers. If, if Portland can't even stop the worst offense in the league, in the bubble, it's going to be really, really tough for Portland. And seeing what Toronto did with the Nets just completely dismantled them on offense. I think they scored like 104 points uh, in a blowout, which is nothing. Uh, I think it's going to be really tough for Portland seeing that. Uh, and it also really makes me bullish on, on Toronto. I think they're going to be a tough out. Um, well, listen, I don't read really too much into what happens with the Nets. You know, I mean, it's not the same Net team. It's not the real Net team. And, you know, I'm not going to say because Portland had one bad game against them and Toronto had one good one, um, the Nets are not going to be my measuring stick. But I understand what you're saying. And, you know, if, if Toronto does the same thing again and blows the doors off the Nets, I think the Nets have no real – I think they're happy that they made the playoffs. I think coming into it, they were one of the teams that Washington was targeting to try to vault over and get the, uh, get the eighth seed because, I mean, the Nets were fielding like a G League team. So I think the Nets team is happy to get there. I, I think – they would be one of the biggest upsets if they were able to take down Toronto. So I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, obviously point taken, right? Portland, <laughs> Portland did not look the way Toronto did against the Nets, but it's one game. Let's see what happens. Sometimes we I still think defense. That, that's my point. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we don't think about defense. We think about like, is this guy locking this guy up? Defense is team defense. And I would watch out in the playoffs in the bubble where there's no home court advantage, which is really important. Which teams have the best team defense? And I think it's I agree. very tough. Very tough. How about tough. this, man? How about, I'll ask you another question because we just didn't talk about this game yet. Joel Embiid needs more shots, but weren't you impressed with how Philly played without Ben Simmons? Yeah, yeah, I really, really was. I was really happy, and I appreciate you asking me that because this season was really tough for a Sixers fan because you expect your young guys to take a step up and become better leaders, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing this year to, like, to bite on, you know, to, to want to support. Uh, and I don't care that they lost. Like, showing the Al Horford having that, that outburst, them being gritty, them playing to the end, that's all you ask for. You know, at the end of the day, you got to let chips fall where they may. I was really excited about how tenacious they were. Yeah, they, I mean, they looked good. They definitely did. They looked, uh, they looked better than I thought they would. I thought they might roll over I thought with, so. uh, with no Simmons. But they, they didn't. They, they, gave him a real, they gave him a real game. All right, so um... – you know, somebody once told me, if you don't uh, ring your own bell and toot your own horn, who's going to do it for you? So how about the night in baseball last night, guys? How about yours truly bringing you Tatis and Kyle Lewis? I mean, Kyle Lewis, again, he was three for four, um, three for his first three, hit a home run. Kid looks legit. I mean, he's batting 350, 360, whatever the hell he's up to after, his, uh, after the night last night. And here's a guy who, at the beginning of the season, I was looking at, you know, AL Rookie of the Year odds. Vegas wasn't even giving odds for him. And now he's, you know, now he's one of the favorites, if not the favorite. Um, you know, Robert had a good night last night as well. But, you know, I mean, just numbers-wise, Kyle Lewis, if he keeps up what he's doing, that's, I mean, he, he's an impressive guy for a couple of dollars. I mean, he's still probably a play you can pick up, um, you know. Um, and Tatis, what can I say about Tatis, man? You know, he has a couple bad at-bats to begin the game with, and then seventh inning he goes yard with just a laser beam. I mean, I don't think that ball that he hit in the seventh inning for the three-run home run got more than 15 feet, 20 feet off the ground. I mean, it, it was just a line drive. It just got out. Talk hard. about that, right? He went oppo, right, on that one? Well, the, that, he went oppo on the second one. He, uh, the the three-run home run in the seventh inning, he, uh, he took to left field. And then he came up again the next inning, in the eighth inning, for a grand slam, and he went opposite field with it. 
Um, I mean, just a powerful kid, just fun to watch. Everybody's talking about him this morning because I think at the time it was a 10-3 game and it was a 3-0 count. And, you know, the unwritten rules of baseball are saying he should take the pitch, even though it was a strike. He's right down the middle. Why take a strike? Why, you know, why, why, why let the pitcher get back into the at-bat? You know, you're not supposed to throw away at-bats. But, you know, his own, his own manager came out and said that he probably should have taken a pitch. I mean, it's just crazy, the uh, unwritten rules of baseball. But forget about all that. The guy had seven RBIs in two innings last night. I mean, he now has sole possession of the MLB lead in home runs. I mean, he's front runner for MVP in the National League. It's just one of those things where, you know, when we talked about him, the raw card was 20 bucks. The PSA was the PSA 10 was just getting over 100. Um, and now it's two and a half times that on both fronts. So, you know, we hope you got that. You yeah, called us up? for a long time, man. You've been, you've been well, so bad on Tatis, it's crazy. Well, I, I was going to do him as a pick, and we recorded an episode before opening day saying buy him now because when opening day comes around, you're not going to be able to get his cards for $70 anymore. And you're like, ah, you know, we got enough picks. <laughs> so <laughs> we couldn't even we couldn't even told our Luca Nation even earlier on Tatis. But it is what it is, guys. Hopefully you jumped in on that one. Um, he's not going anywhere. I, and I can tell you still, I have a lot of his cards, and I have not sold a single one. So I'll let you know that now. Um, you know, those guys are great. So. Here's Can my I pick. Real yeah, quick? yeah, yeah, please. What is the deal with taking a 3-0 pitch? What is with these baseball unwritten rules? It's a stupid yeah. ruining the game. There are no unwritten rules. There's one rule. You win the game. You win the well, game. Well, what's, what's the silly end. about it is, right, I mean, here is a guy who they should – every story should be about him today. It should yeah. be about how – look what baseball has. Look at the Luca or the Trey or the Zion that baseball has. You know, and baseball should be out there. You know, this guy's dance after his home runs in the, in the dugout, they're having fun. You know, we, what we talked about weeks ago, you know, that I said was going to happen, it's happening, right? But, and, and baseball should be promoting this guy to the ends of the earth. But instead, what do you wake up to? Some ridiculous story about whether or not he should have even been swinging. I mean, it's, baseball can't get out of their own way, and they need to do a better job of promoting a 21-year-old kid like this who's going to be the face of the game. I mean, he already is becoming the face of the game. Instead, we're talking about whether or not he should be swinging on a 3-0 pitch. I mean, it's what, it's what the NBA does well, right? I mean, you see Dame pull up from half court and, and sink a shot, and you, and you say, wow, look what this guy can do. I'm going to watch his next game and see what he does then. Same thing with Tatis. I mean, you know, taking home runs – you know, in consecutive innings for seven RBIs over the fence, hitting laser beams. Yeah. I mean, people should be tuning in to watch that, not, not waking up to ESPN articles and Twitter conversations about whether or not he should have even been swinging. It's just, I mean, they can't get out of their own way. It's weird. Yeah, I agree. It's insanity. You still, I want to beat a dead horse. I'm with you. You want to quickly cover Denver? So my pick. And the Jazz or not? Mitchell going Den- off 57, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, Mitchell going for 57 is amazing. His cards started flying off the shelf. Um, you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing what's crazy about today's sports cards, right? Anybody can go off for 40, 50 points, and then the next thing you know, you can't buy his cards anymore for the price they were that morning. Um, I still think Denver Denver played really, really great, uh, really great game. You know, obviously, Mitchell can't do it alone, right? Somebody's got to step up and help him. But that's a cool series. What do you think? Agreed. Let's get into your pick. I just wanted to cover all the bases. Yeah. Well, listen, that's fine. I mean, we <laughs> – we are uh, so my pick. So we talk about Tatis having success. We talk about Soto having success, and hopefully you guys jumped on Andrew's Juan Soto pick because that's also doubled in price since uh, since he gave it. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to do it, and I did it with my Acuna pick, right, is find somebody that's you know that you might be able to buy today that you won't be able to get at this price next week, and um, and my pick for many many reasons is Joe Adele. 
right? So that was a huge call up, right? And 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 you know, this is a guy who was a first round pick. I think he was pick ten or something like that, right? So so here's a guy who who has all of the makings of being a great player. He's in a lineup now with Rendon and Trout and Pujols. Uh, think about all the lessons he's going to learn from those guys on how to hit. You name it. Uh, he was the big name call up, the first call up this season. Um, but he's batting 188. And at times he looks really good at the plate and at times he doesn't, right? And this is what happens, right? When you're, you come up from, from AAA or from the minor leagues, big league pitching will do that to people in the beginning. I mean, I might not remember, but Aaron Judge, when he first came up, was abysmal. And now, obviously, he's not if he can stay healthy. Um, but I've seen this happen. And what I've seen is um, his car prices start to, start to retreat. So, and the other fun thing about Adele is this. Normally, I like to, to recommend the Topps flagship, but mm-hmm. this year, I don't think Topps is doing an update. Um, so normally, a call-up like Adele would be in a Topps update. I don't think Topps is doing an update. I think Joe Adele's uh, collectors for Topps are going to have to wait until next year's uh, series or, you know, a Topps Now or a debut type of thing. So what I'm recommending is his rookie card, his Bowman Chrome card. So he has a Bowman Chrome card from 2017. So just so to make sure that you guys are, are getting the right one, it's 2017 Bowman Chrome Joe Adele BDC 95. It says first right up in the top right corner. There's a paper version, but don't go with that. The Chromes always sell better. And here's why I like that card. One, it's going to be the only rookie you can get of him for quite some time. The only legit, you know, first card, first Bowman. You, uh, it's not a quote-unquote rookie card, but it is his first, um, you know, tops card. It's his, it's his Bowman Chrome BC 95. Um, and I was looking today. You can get them for $10 or less. Um, I saw a lot sell this morning, a lot of five in the 40s. Um, and if he does not turn it around really quickly, you might wind up with you know, being able to get them even cheaper, maybe 7 or $8 each one. Um, why do I like that play? Because even today, the PSA 10s are 80 bucks. So when you throw in the grading fee and the whole nine yards on that, um, you know, you're still making a nice multiple on it. These were cards that in PSA 10 were $125, $135 when he had his call up. Yep. So it's dipped a little bit uh, because of his performance, um, you know, and all it's going to take for him is to, you know, start hitting a little bit, bring the average up into the twos. And that right now, it's so early, that takes one game. All of a sudden, these cards in PSA 10 are going to be $125, $130 again. Can I ask you something? Yep, ask away. So, so when something like that happens, right, do yep. you – why not take a look at the PSA 10 that's dropped, you know, 20, 30% uh, and not risk uh, sending the PSA, not risk uh, all the time lost. Well, why not just go straight for the PSA? Is that something you think about? You can. I mean, you definitely can, right? So, so part of this play, if, you know, if you're interested in buying a PSA 10 of him, it's definitely a good play. It's cheaper than it's been uh, since he started playing. And I, I think, you know, you, you, you're not supposed to try to time the market but I don't see Joe Adele doing much worse than he's doing right now. You know what I mean? So here's your timing of the market, right? You know, so, you know, yes, you can buy the PSA 10 and expect that that $75 purchase today should be $125 soon, which is a nice, a nice return on your investment. You could definitely do that. I like to give, I don't know if our listeners are, are, are fully familiar with this, but I like to give, um, you know, low cost, low entry points, right? I like to, I like to give somebody something that they can buy a bulk of. If they have fifty or hundred dollars to spend, they can get multiples of it. A card that's usually less than ten dollars, um, because I have a feeling that 
while the PSA 10 goes from 75 to 125 when he starts improving, if you're able to find somebody who'll sell you a lot of these for, you know, so let's say five for 40 bucks, you're paying eight bucks. I have a feeling he turns it on and gets hot again and the base becomes a 15 or $20 card and you're doubling your money. Even if you don't go and grade it, you know, the, the raw card. So there's no, you know, there's no wrong way of doing it. Um, you know, that's just the one card I'm looking at now for Joey Dell, just because there isn't the tops, but he's, he's a play right now. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's one of the guys who everybody expected to be talked about in the same, you know, Acuna, Tatis, Bichette, Guerrero, you know, he's in, he's in those, you know, those categories. Um, and he just hasn't, uh, he hasn't performed just yet, but he will. I love it. So there you guys have it. Shaq tops 1992, get it in the BGS. I think that card has a ton, ton to go, a long way to go. And Joe Adele Bowman Chrome, remind me of the serial number or the tag number of the card. It's, it's, uh, it's the 2017 Bowman Chrome Joe Adele rookie BDC 95 is what the, what it'll say on the back. Remember, you got to have that C in there, BDC 95. There's a paper version of this, which is a little less desirable. You can grab those pretty cheap, but uh, I like to stick with the Chrome ones for investment purposes. Love it. Yesterday, you know, we have a piece of information to share with you. Uh, and Cage, let me know how you want to take it. So we, in our sure. group DM chat with, you know, 10, 15 card buddies, uh, it's, it's a general consensus right now that PSA has been much, much more tough on grading. What do you make of that, Cage? What do you think our listeners should think about when understanding what's going on? Like, how would you interpret that, I guess? So I honestly, I don't know, right? Because I'm not at PSA and, you know, I've heard rumor and innuendo about it. And, uh, you know, basically what, what Andrew is saying here is he's saying that, um, that PSA, let's just say you sent in 10 Zion rookies the end of last year, beginning of this year. Yep. You'd get seven or eight of those back as tens. And the same person who did the same review of those same 10 cards, if they sent them in now, PSA would give you back three or four tens or maybe two or three tens. This is what we're hearing, that if it were the same exact card, that PSA has basically changed their standard of grading. Now, there's been no announcement of this. There's definitely no, you know, nothing from PSA saying they changed their standards or they're grading harder or anything like that. It's just the, the information we're getting from the field, let's call it, right, that PSA is getting tougher on grades. Um, I have seen it personally. My, uh, you know, my gem rate has gone down, not to the extremes that I'm reading about, mm-hmm. but my gem rate has definitely decreased a bit. Um, there are a lot of factors that go into that, but I'm going to tell you, and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm stupid. Um, for me, no. it's PSA or nothing. What's up? So you're definitely, you well, I, what I said is, is for me, it's PSA or nothing. Right. So, and, and if the, if the grades are getting tougher, the grades are getting tougher, you know, you have to, you know, Reimagine what you send in and have to be, you know, much better in what you review of your own cards and make sure that, you know, you're not sending in borderline cards. People will listen to this, people who know what they're doing and say, I'm a fool, that basically cards that are nines now were tens. And what that means is that, um, that there are 10 holder cards out there that right now are nines. Um, you know, very, very weird. Um, honestly, you know, I'm not going to change my, my way of doing it just because there's no way to prove this, right? There's no way, I, I know there's a lot of talk about it, but there's no way to confirm that this is the case. 
I'm just going to keep sending my stuff in. And what I promise the listeners is this, when I get back my PSA grades, I'll let you know how they are. I'll let you know whether or not they're still the same type of 60, 70% gem or not. That's all. I mean, you know, I can only, I can only go on what I, uh, what I see myself. And before we say uh, goodbye on this episode, listen, interact with us, right? I mean, if you check out our Twitter feeds or our, our, or our, our Insta feeds, you know, somebody says, hello, somebody says, I'm looking for this. I'm likely to just give it away for free. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.